It was Love Week at St. Pius. I'm talking about the seven days beginning on Monday, October the 13th, which was Columbus Day this year, and ending on Sunday, October the 20th. Love Week. Now, to be sure, nobody actually called it that when it was happening. This is a name that I'm giving to those seven days now in retrospect, because that's really what the week was. Today's Gospel passage from Matthew 22, Pharisee asked Jesus a question. He asked him, which commandment of the law is the greatest? And our Lord responds by saying that the greatest commandment is to love Almighty God with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. But Jesus doesn't leave it there. Jesus immediately makes reference to a second commandment, which is just as binding as the first. Namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And what exactly does it mean to love your neighbor? Well, here's where a lot of people in our modern world get things mixed up. For example, to some men and women in our country right now, to love your neighbor who is terminally ill means to give that person the drugs they want so that they can kill themselves. Or it means to deprive a sick person of food and water such that he or she actually dies of starvation or dehydration and not the physical disease the person was diagnosed with. To some adults, even, I dare say, to some adults here in beautiful Westerly, to love our teenage neighbors means to put them in embarrassing and potentially dangerous situations with their peers in the restrooms of their high school. I guess that's what you call politically correct love, for lack of a better expression. And that exists in a lot of places, not just in wonderful Westerly. To some people these days, love of neighbor means allowing others, including one's own children, to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they feel like doing, even if they happen to hurt themselves spiritually and emotionally in the process. To a significant segment of our population, love of neighbor actually means killing the neighbor in the womb before he or she is born, or as he or she is being born. Although, thankfully, according to the latest polls, this significant segment of our population is actually decreasing in size. For once, I hope the polls are accurate. Now, I use these four examples this morning for a reason. It's because each of them relates either to an event that took place here at St. Pius during the week of October 13th to the 20th, or to an event in our community that week which involved our parishioners. And in each instance, I'm very happy to say, our people stood up for and promoted real genuine love of neighbor. And our people of St. Pius stood against one or more of these false versions of love of neighbor that I just mentioned. 
Recall the first. I said to some men and women in our country right now, to love your neighbor who is terminally ill means to give that person the drugs they want so that they can kill themselves. Or it means to deprive a sick person of food and water such that they actually die of starvation and dehydration and not the physical disease they were diagnosed with. Which is precisely why our pro-life committee brought in Father Tad to speak about end-of-life decision-making on the evening of October the 14th. Father Tad is both a moral theologian and a man of science. He has his PhD in neuroscience from Yale University. And because he's so knowledgeable in both of those fields, he was able to teach those who were here that night a lot of things about love. In fact, that's really what his talk was about, although it wasn't advertised in quite that way. He dealt with the issue of how to love yourself and your neighbors when either you or they are faced with a serious and or terminal illness. When is giving a certain medication or therapy the loving thing to do? When is withholding a certain medication or therapy the loving thing to do? When is discontinuing a certain medication or therapy the loving thing to do? Those were some of the questions he dealt with in his presentation. The second example of false love I gave was this one. To some adults, and even sad to say to some adults here in Westerly, to love our teenage neighbors means to put them in embarrassing and potentially dangerous situations with their peers in the restrooms of their high school. That, of course, was a reference to the proposed and thankfully now tabled policy which would have allowed so-called transgender students to use the bathroom and locker room of the gender with which they identify as opposed to the gender that they are biologically. Now, it was not adopted, thank God, in part because of the protests of some high school students from our parish, praise God, who reminded the superintendent of schools and the school committee on October the 15th that it is not an act of loving your neighbor to put a significant number of students in embarrassing and potentially dangerous situations. As young Angela Tafone put it, she said, as a student, I would feel unsafe with this policy. We don't intentionally put people we love in situations where they could be seriously hurt. Angela Tafone, as young as she is, understands that. Hopefully, the superintendent and the members of the school committee now understand that as well. We pray so. The third example of false love of neighbor that I gave was allowing others, including one's own children, to do whatever they want to do, even if in the process they hurt themselves emotionally and spiritually. This is why we had Father Paul Damaris here on the 16th of October to talk to our young people and their parents about the occult. And this was very timely given the movie that just came out this weekend, Ouija. 
which is a film that I would recommend you not see. I often recommend films I think you should see. This one we should not support. Many young people today, you know, are being drawn into the occult, sometimes with the support of their parents. They're being drawn in by things like psychic readings and Ouija boards and tarot cards and horoscopes and seances at sleepovers. Well, as Father Damaris made very clear in his talk, those kinds of activities can very easily open the door to the demonic, to demonic forces which are beyond our ability to control with our limited strength and human resources. And he shared in his talk several stories of young people that he's helped over the years who have opened the door and then lived to regret it. His message that night put in the terms of this homily was that if you really love your neighbor, you will do your very best to steer that neighbor away from the occult, not toward it. And that's especially true if the neighbor in question is your own child. Which brings me to the final false love of neighbor I mentioned earlier, the killing of the neighbor in the womb, before he or she is being born, or is born, or as he or she is being born. That false version of love, love of neighbor, was addressed last Sunday, October the 20th, with our annual Walk for Life, through which we raised, praise God, over $2,200 for local pro-life activities. I want to say thank you publicly this morning to everybody who either walked or donated or sponsored me. And yes, I did walk the whole thing just in case anyone has any doubts. Contrary to what the pro-choice media would have us believe, the pro-life movement is about love. It's about love for babies, yes, and it's also about love for their mothers. It's about loving our infant neighbor in the womb. It's about loving that neighbor's mother especially if she's in a difficult situation. It's even about loving those mothers who have made mistakes and have had abortions. Because those mothers are also our neighbors. Our neighbors who need forgiveness. Our neighbors who need healing. So now you know why I said that October 13th to the 20th was Love Week at St. Pius X Church. Of course, according to Jesus, our Lord and Savior in this Gospel, every week is supposed to be a love week for us, his disciples. That's the Lord's great desire. By the grace of the Eucharist that many of us will receive at this Mass, may Almighty God help all of us to do all that we can to make that desire of Jesus become a reality.